He was an Indian summer, unseasonably warm, a pricity after a never-ending frost, an atmosphere of calm. He is the stratospheric ozone protecting me from ultraviolet rays. to sex and psychology happy saturday i'm recording this on a saturday I might release it tomorrow or today i just have to kind of see where i'm at but i kept having this idea to record this episode because i felt so inspired after my life coaching session yesterday with my mindful dating coach jesse um she goes by rebel hippie soul i believe if you want to find her contact information if you did enjoy the episode you can google rebel hippie soul and it should come up jesse um we talked about so many important things and i'm actually i took some notes for this week's podcast because i had so much to say after really diving into the shadows yesterday regarding um, my adoption and emotional intimacy, self-sabotage, narcissistic mother, and really healing that wound. Um, So if you haven't checked it out, you can listen to it. I released it yesterday. It's a great episode. Um, We also discussed conscious relationships, soul contracts, enmeshment, and I kept having this idea to record this in my head and I kept trying to push it off, push it off, push it off. Um, but it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. And then my mother and I actually had a fight and I was feeling very triggered. Um, I live in New York and it is a freaking beautiful, gorgeous day out today. And I have seasonal affective disorder where I get really sad and my mood just isn't great in the dark in the winter in the cold because I love being outside. Nature is so healing to me. The sunshine, it just puts me on a whole nother level. Um, But my mom triggered me and, you know, I was in a great mood and I was like, Lauren, just breathe, create some space. Just come from a place of empathy and understanding for your mom. Even though you're getting angry, it's not worth you getting triggered and, you know, lowering my vibration. So on a side note, before I get started, I'm deciding to share some of my poetry with y'all on this show. So I do have two books, Trauma, Tears, and Triumph, Volume 1 and Volume 2. And lately I've been working on my third book. It's going to be an ebook called Chasing Boys, and it's a collection of lyrics and poetry. And I'm working on it for all of you as we speak. I'm trying to have it released um, before the new year, the end of December. But I'm just going to start sharing some of my work with everyone because my heart calls out to poetry. Writing has always been a natural gift for me. Um, It's something that I've always felt comes easily and I just want to start sharing with you. So I hope you enjoy. If you'd like to check out my work, you can go onto Sex and Psych Instagram um, or you can type in Trauma, Tears, and Triumph on Google. Now let's get into the episode. So yesterday, um, when I was talking with my life coach, we started talking about a boy that I've been seeing, and this brought up a lot of pain for me because in relationships, historically, I've been extremely traumatized. And we discussed a few things that I'm going to go into here, but in my life, I've experienced a lot of grief and a lot of unhealthy relationships. And 
I've associated relationships with the loss of freedom. And my life coach was asking me, Lauren, why won't you get into a relationship with this guy? He seems great for you. And she told me that love is freeing. It should not be restrictive. You know, um, love isn't constrictive and doesn't, you shouldn't associate love with guilt and punishment and enmeshment. And I realized this is where my block is. This is where I'm getting stuck. Because when I do get into a relationship, I never feel like I have permission to leave. I feel like I am not allowed to change my mind. And here I manifested this great guy, (laughs) a guy who makes me feel safe and calm and secure and happy. And he asked me to be exclusive with him. And I said, no. And we kind of just discussed this further. And I told her that I'm afraid I'm going to lose interest because if someone is kind to me and the feelings are reciprocated, I just, I leave. And I never understood this. And I'm like, why is it that when I go for toxic people and, you know, they are not available and the feelings aren't reciprocated and it's unrequited, I am so much more longing for them. And she told me, if you weren't ready for this person, you wouldn't have manifested them into your experience. And the part of me that self-sabotaging this chance of healthy love is the part of me that really hates myself. And we dove into um, my fear of being happy. I don't quite know how to be in a non-toxic love relationship. And I'm also afraid of intimacy and being vulnerable. So I noticed myself continually saying I wanted a good guy, but whenever a nice guy would present himself to me, a guy who really had the ability and the potential to truly love me, I would run away. I tend to feel like I'm a runner in relationships and I had to decide, I have to decide, I take that back, I have to decide that if I keep running away from what I thought I wanted, I will continue to get the same results. So perhaps instead of moving away from this person, I need to decide to lean into the discomfort. I noticed that whenever someone appeared available and healthy, such as the person I'm seeing now, I would constantly be on guard. And I'm even noticing this come up in myself now, like I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. I never fully have allowed someone to love me because I don't feel safe. I feel under attack. And I never felt like someone truly loved or accepted me unconditionally for who I am on the deepest level, simply for being. I always felt I had to earn love. So in reality, on the conscious level, I'm saying that I want this person who is healthy and loves me, but I'm always subconsciously moving towards people that are the opposite. So by doing this, we kind of lose trust in ourselves and... I personally have doubted that I'm ever able to attract a high value man, but I know that we manifest people who confirm how we feel about ourselves internally. And this stems back to my relationship with my mom. My mom means well, she tries her best. I love her dearly, but she kind of conditioned me to feel like I never do anything good enough. I never do anything right. I never measure up. And I don't know how to be in a relationship that's not toxic because I'm so used to unhealthy relationships. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not capable or that I don't have it in me to be in a conscious relationship. And this is what my life coach was reassuring me. 
So this week I'm trying to be brave and lean into that fear because I know that courage and fear do not exist separately from one another. When it comes to my mom, I never felt comfortable being honest with her because when I was, she would use my truth against me. And even if I was telling the truth, she would claim I was lying. This is what happened today. So growing up, I was always a highly sensitive child and my mom would always invalidate my experience and say that you're too sensitive, you're exaggerating. Even when I got into an extremely abusive relationship, when my intuition was telling me something was off and wrong, I'd bring it up to my mom and say my boyfriend was cursing me out, he was making fun of me, and she told me I was being too dramatic. So it taught me to not trust myself. I've attracted partners who are compulsive liars or I don't feel safe communicating with, so I would just lie or suck up my truth and stuff it down. I've been with so many people that are gas that gaslight me, are manipulative, narcissistic, and guilt me. And sadly, this is what feels familiar to me. But with this other person, maybe someone that doesn't make me feel anxious or crazy is unfamiliar and it's uncomfortable, but I should move towards that. Because clearly what I was going for isn't working for me. And this is tied into codependency and boundaries and For me, it's been so hard to set boundaries because of my enmeshed relationship with my mom that my boundaries were disregarded or there was no boundaries to begin with. So this connects with self-sabotage because in my last relationship, even though it was destined for me to leave because I truly wasn't in love with him and I wasn't happy, I did sabotage that relationship. When he wasn't creating drama, I would cause dysfunction just to validate the story I had in my head that... I lose everyone I love. I've not really allowed myself to be completely happy because if I avoid people who want to be emotionally intimate with me, then I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to take a risk. So I was listening to a podcast the other day and they posed a really great question, which tells us a lot about our attachment styles and where our relationship blocks are, so to speak. So I'm going to ask you to journal on this or just sit with this and think of this question for a minute. Fill in the blank. When I lose, sorry, when I love someone rather, blank. So when I love someone, what happens? What do you do? What do they do? What happens? So for me, when I love someone, I feel like I lose myself. I feel like I get hurt or I hurt the other person. It always ends in pain. I get taken advantage of and abused. So that's just important to note there. I truly believe that the healthier we get and the more we know our value, the healthier partners we will attract who see our value. You know, you might still attract those sociopath, narcissist, unavailable guys or women that use you for sex or your money, but it will be easier to walk away And we will be quicker to recognize the red flags because it's not aligned with us. They're not on the same frequency or vibrational level. So it just won't work. Love might not always feel good because it will trigger the hell out of us. But healthy love will push us to challenge ourselves and ascend. Being in a conscious relationship requires bravery. It requires us to face ourselves, be accountable and aware. It requires humility. And true, maybe I don't know what it's like to be in a healthy relationship, but 
if I don't jump into it headfirst and choose a new path, I will never know. And if I keep avoiding the direction of opening up my heart and not want to risk being hurt, then I'll just stay stuck and stagnant. And I won't transcend to live up to my highest potential. The ego does try to keep us small, safe, and protected, but we must open our eyes to realize the possibilities that are lying right in front of us. So I'm going to leave you with that, my loves. I hope you enjoyed this quick episode. I will have more for you next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and stay conscious, my friends.